It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to travel and cruise industry news on this, the, what is today? The 8th day of August, 2022. I'm Chili Falls coming to you from Forest, Virginia, Central Virginia area, right near Lynchburg. Top story today, it just broke this morning. Norwegian drops pre-cruise testing. We're going to talk about that and give you all the details here shortly. Today, folks, is International Cat Day. Now, those of you that have been watching me for a while know that my house is ruled by two cats that we rescued in the early part of the pandemic, two kittens that we named Cotton and uh, Cottonelle and Charmin. So, uh, it being International Cat Day, I went in to tell the cats that uh, you know they get some extra treats today, and uh, they just uh, totally ignored me uh, as they uh, want to do, unless I want them uh, for something. And they ignore me some more. That's typical of what happens on International Cat Day. Go out and be nice to your cats. Give them an extra treat. Yeah, yeah I enjoy my cats. So, um, Everybody by now is uh, knows over the weekend we had quite a a jolt to this channel uh, with the New York Times piece and being on the Daily. Uh, it's been just a phenomenal weekend for me uh, personally and my channel, and for that I am eternally grateful. Um. <laughs> Scorecard right up to date. We've gotten 226 new subscribers. We had over 5,000 views to various things across my channel. And it was spread out to lots of things. Uh, people were watching videos. People were watching former shows. Um, I threw up a video yesterday. Uh, 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 yeah, a video yesterday on a news story. And it went nuts. So for all of you guys out there that, it came to me from uh, the daily welcome aboard. And I so appreciate uh, all of you guys joining us. And I hope we, you will continue to uh, follow the exports of the old fat travel guy. I also had about 150 somewhere in that vicinity uh, notes and comments from people, many of them about how I inspired them. Well, I don't do what I do to inspire people. That's just not in my thought process. I'm certainly happy that I do. Uh, I do what I do to promote cruise, and that's the, the main love of my life. So, uh, and if that has inspired some people because of my physical limitations and getting over it to continue doing what I love to do, then, then great. I'm glad it has. But I'll tell you something that inspires me. Uh, most of you know that I produce a blog on accessibility issues. And 
my post this morning was a story from a C5 quadriplegic that traveled to Bonaire. You know, that's one of our favorite cruise spots in the Southern Caribbean and went scuba diving. So you have to picture that folks, a C5 quad, when they go in the water, they're going to sink like a stone. They're not like I am. I can get in the water and tread water. I can float. I can do a lot of things. A C5 doesn't have that ability. That inspired me. I mean, that's just a terrific story. You might want to check it out if you didn't see it this morning. Uh, If I think about it, I'll put a a link to that story in both the description of today's show and also in the description for the podcast. Uh, By the way, folks, uh, other stories today besides Norwegian dropping the pre-cruise testing, which, of course, is a major story. Uh, White Pass Railroad dock is closed, apparently for the remainder of the season. Uh, Just a brief follow-up, in case you missed my story yesterday on the 80,000 people stranded in China's Hawaii. Little report on air travel over the weekend. Last week, at uh, the end of last week, a story that I didn't have a chance to to use with everything else going on. Um, two ships got to witness two rocket launches. That was a pretty cool situation. Ritz-Carlton Yachts delayed for the eighth time. And Carnival last week released the Parched Pig Beach Lager. Not up my alley, but a lot of Carnival carnival people like that. If you are listening via the blog, welcome aboard. You can always access the blog via my blog, or access the podcast, I'm sorry. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. You can access the podcast via my blog. How's that? Get my brain and my tongue working on the same page uh, by checking out my blog, which is accessadventure.net or wherever you get your podcast from. You know, all the big guys, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, just any of the big guys. Just search for travel and cruise industry news. And up pops the fat travel guy. So. All right. I will be back with today's news. After a quick word from one of our network sponsors. All right. Norwegian Cruise Line, folks. We've kind of expected somebody to do this. This morning, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings announced revisions to its sail-safe health and safety protocols for Norwegian, Oceana, and Regent brands. Vaccinated guests 12 and over will no longer have any pre-cruise COVID-related protocols. And unvaccinated guests may embark with a negative COVID test 
taken within 72 hours prior to departure, subject to local regulations. According to the press release, this policy will go into effect across Norwegian cruise line, Oceana cruises, and Regent Seven Seas cruises for all sailings that commits on or after September 3rd. Hot air, Tom and Cindy. It's not going to affect our cruise. We still have to have the pre-cruise testing. Notice, folks, there are no limits on this of short cruises like Carnival and Royal Caribbean and MSC did. Uh, this is on all cruises. Requirements may differ for guests traveling on voyages, departing from, or visiting destinations with specific regulations, including but not limited to Canada, Greece, and Bermuda. Canada, Greece, and Bermuda all have specific regulations on entering the country that says that you have to have a pre-test done before you can enter. Norwegian said it continues to strongly recommend all guests be up to date on vaccination protocols and test at their convenience prior to travel. In other words, they're trusting that you will, in fact, test yourself before you come get on a cruise. That's one of the things that bothers me a little bit. I'm not sure how much I trust people to do that. Key fleet-wide protocols changes subject to local regulations effective September 3rd include vaccinated guests aged 12 and older will no longer have any pre-cruise COVID-related protocols. Unvaccinated guests aged 12 and older or those who cannot or decline to provide proof of vaccination will need to prevent a negative, negative medically administered PCR or antigen COVID test taken no more than 72 hours prior to boarding. Now, folks, that is a proctored test, okay? Not the government test unless you can hook up with somebody that proctors it like the Abbott test does. Guests age 11 and under will not be subject to vaccination requirement or testing protocols of any kind. Vaccinated guests must meet the generally accepted definition of fully vaccinated based on the destination they are embarking or traveling to and must provide proof of vaccination. So you still got to have your vaccination record with you, just like you have passport. I mean, just an important document to have now. But you're going on a Norwegian cruise. After September the 3rd, no more pre-cruise testing. I want to see how the first month or so goes with Norwegian cruises, and I hope that they're going to be honest about this. Uh, on, on how it goes, I, you know, again... I have never been opposed to the pre-cruise testing. I felt very comfortable. One of the reasons I was comfortable cruising so easily 
was that everybody was tested beforehand and everybody was vaccinated or 95%. So I'm, I, I can't guarantee I'm going to feel any different when I go on these next two cruises, the closest ones, which is Norwegian Sky in the 21st of this month and Symphony of the Seas next month. We're going to have to see. But big step for Norwegian. Major news. All right. Some more problems from up in Alaska. White Pass Railroad Dock is closed. Another rock slide adjacent to the popular dock in Skagway has caused damage and led to the full closure of the dock, which is expected to remain closed for the remainder of the 2022 sailing season. This is the third rock slide in recent weeks, and officials are concerned about the possibility of more and more severe rock slides to come. The most recent rock slide was Friday following a slide just two days earlier. Both slides caused damage to the White Pass Railroad dock, and Friday's slide caused significant damage to shipping containers that were placed along the length of the dock to be used as tunnels uh, and to protect pedestrians from falling rocks. No injuries were reported in either of the recent slides, and no cruise ships were damaged on either of the recent slides. The August 5th slide has raised further concern that a more significant rock slide, one that could cause even more damage, may be imminent. Poor weather predicted for Skagway area could impact slide activity by further destabilizing the mountainside. The mayor of Skagway, Andrew Cromata, has declared an emergency for the port community, which should help ease state and federal assistance to mitigate the risk and stabilize the mountain. With two addition rock slides in just three days, the dock is likely to remain closed for the remainder of the season. The last ship scheduled to call in Skagway is Norwegian Encore, which was planned to come in October the 19th. Because the White Plass Railroad dock is the only dock in Skagway capable of accommodating the large cruise ships, some ships have canceled port calls and diverted to other destinations like Icy Strait Point and Sitka instead. Cremetta estimates that 30 vessels have already diverted to other ports, totaling more than 100,000 passengers who have missed out on Skagway. What bothers me the most about this, folks? Um, yeah, I, I feel bad that people aren't getting to go to Skagway from a passenger standpoint. But let's think about the people that live there that make their living on the three and three and a half months of cruising. Uh, let's, let's say somebody that lives on tips in, in a, one of the bar or restaurants in Skagway, just as an example. Their income's cut to hell. Um, some of the the guides for excursions, you know, their income comes from what they do, 
Well, there's no cruise ships or cut way back on the number of passengers. It's not going to cut all visitors out to Skagway, but it's going to cut all the big ships out. So you got, you've really, you've got some serious, serious losses of income to people that already lost one entire year and at least half of last year. So a year and a half of their main source of income has gone. Now they're going to lose the heart of the season this year. I just, I feel terrible for those guys. Skagway, you need, you, you need to get in there with whatever you got to do to stop the rock slides. And, and I, I hate changing mountains as beautiful as they are, but boy, you got you got to make it safe to get the cruise ships back in there at that dock. So just my thoughts on that one. All right. If you, in case you missed the story yesterday, and I'm not going to go through the whole story. If this floats your boat and you want to check it out further, just look up my video that I posted yesterday morning. But 80,000 tourists were stranded in Sanya, a resort popularly known as China's Hawaii, after a COVID flare-up led authorities to impose strict travel restrictions. Now, folks, Sanya is a very popular beach town in the heart of their season. This is the main street in the town. Does that look like Miami Beach or Daytona Beach or any places like that? That is, in fact, what Sanya looks like after these travel restrictions. Public transportation was suspended. People's movements inside the city were restricted starting early Saturday. All flights out of the city were canceled over the weekend. Authorities, authorities halted uh, train ticket sales. 80,000 tourists can't get out of town. All those currently in Sanya, as well as people who have been in the city since the 23rd of July and forward, were not allowed to leave Hainan province, province after 6 p.m. local time on Saturday. Tourists who want to leave must test negative for five PR, PCR tests over seven days, according to health officials. They're stuck until they can do that, folks whether they have the COVID variant or not. You want all the details on that, hop over and check it out. Uh, it's a video that I posted on Saturday. It's amazing. All right, and one of the more cool things, on Thursday, two cruise ships got a chance to witness two rocket launches. You see, this is a picture of one of them as it was had just taken off. You see the, the little flash there in the middle that looks like the sun coming up above the clouds. And just a couple seconds later, 
that picture was taken. I've never had a chance to do that, but um, the two ships got a beautiful wake-up call to end their cruises on Thursday, thanks to United Launches Alliance Atlas V liftoff at 6.29 a.m. The launch occurred as two vessels were returning to Port Canaveral, ready to debark passengers. The Atlas V carrying a, a geosynchronous military satellite payload lifted off on Thursday morning into a brilliant sunrise, creating a red, white, and blue effect on its trail as the rocket gained altitude and crossed into the morning sunlight slightly before the day's 6.45 sunrise. At the time, the two ships in Port Canaveral were Mariner of the Seas and the MSC Divina. The pictures, by the way, those two pictures were taken from James Van Fleet on the bridge of Mariner of the Seas. Because the rocket had an instantaneous launch window, if weather conditions had not been favorable, or if there were any me mechanical or computer problems with the spacecraft, the launch would have been scrubbed. And those folks wouldn't have gotten to see it. So, I mean, you just never know. I've been out of Port Canaveral, I don't know, 20 25 times, I've never seen one. While all rocket launches have maritime exclusion zones where ships are not permitted during a launch, we learned about that earlier this year, this was not a factor as both Mariner and Davina would have already been in the Port Canal, the Port Canaveral Canal, and safely out of any restricted areas before liftoff. Not only were passengers treated with a stunning visual show, but the rumble of the rocket would have been very loud and obvious as guests were preparing to disembark the vessels. Now, same two ships <laughs> got to sea before they sailed or right after they sailed. I guess it was right after they sailed. Uh, another one. Okay. They were also treated to an evening launch the same day, roughly 12 hours later. SpaceX launched a Falcon 9 rocket carrying the Korea Pathfinder Lunar Orbiter at 7.08. Yeah, that would have been after they sailed, after both ships had already left port. More and more uh, rockets are launching from Cape Canaveral. More and more cruise passengers will be able to enjoy the amazing spectacles. I hope I'm there one time for it. I just, I'd love to see it. So. Cool. All right. There were some airline problems over the weekend, folks. Another wave of airline cancellation and delayed was felt across the U.S. 7,700 flights were delayed. 950 flights were canceled. Uh, it's just another tough weekend. This comes as global travelers are returning to the skies in droves after pandemic-enforced pause. However, airlines and airports across the world are grappling to meet the demand. Flight attendants say the lack of staffing, along with 
unpredictable schedule is wreaking havoc on their mental and physical well-being. Plus, with fewer pilots available, some aviation experts predict, predict these disruptions could continue for years. It's not just in our country. How about, look, look at this one. Cancun. This weekend, the airlines down there told their passengers, you need to leave your hotel five hours before your flight. Now, that's because of road construction on the road to the airport at Cancun. Five-hour delays in getting to the airport. And then once they get to the airport, you've got the most of those flights are trying to fly out to the U.S. And the U.S. airports are all screwed up and behind schedule and people are backed up so they can't take incoming flights on the same schedule. And that gets more and more screwed up and they get screwed up down there. These poor people that took five hours to get to the airport in Cancun and then their flights delayed. Oy vey, that had to be a horrible situation. That's the world we live in today. And now I know hot air time's going to fuss at me because I'm flying on the day of a cruise, something I hate to do. I've done it a few times. I'm doing it on our cruise that I just hope something doesn't go haywire. Oh, yeah. We'll see. It's going to be a tough one, folks. All right, Ritz Carlton, man, we've had to talk about this one way too many times. Many people will, will wonder not when the first ultra, ultra luxury Ritz Carlton yacht will sail, but if it ever will sail. If Rima has now been delayed for the eighth time, an unprecedented delay for any cruise vessel, when Ritz Carlton uh, can be commended for trying to get it right. A further pushback to October 15th instead of the scheduled inaugural voyage of August 31st. This causes a most optimistic executive to wonder what has happened over the four years. Although the vessel was already successfully has successfully concluded her sea trials, Ongoing global supply chain issues and late delivery of materials needed to operate the ship have now dealt another blow to the intended delivery date. There's one other problem with this whole thing that they're not saying, folks. That you know, this is the eighth time it's been delayed. The shipyard that Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collection and their financial backer, which is Oak Tree Capital, they chose a company uh, for their first yacht that had no experience building super yachts or cruise ships. They built fishing vessels and ferries. Does that factor in? Maybe so. I don't know. 
All right. Carnival has done something. Not going to mean a whole lot to me. But last week, across the line, they released a new brew for the ever-popular Parched Pig Beer Selection. The Parched Pig Beach Lager, say that three times straight, was released last week and will be available in select locations on board Carnival ships. You can't get it at every bar on a Carnival ship, just at select ones. So you got to find out where the peach, the parched pig beach lager is and and go lager it or whatever you do to that. I don't know. And the Carnival, of course, is the first cruise line to can and keg its own selection of beers. They're doing it in partnership with Florida-based Brew Hub, the Parched Pig. Love the name. Of course, you guys know I'm not much of a beer drinker, so that's not going to be up my alley. All right, let's jump over and see who's fussing at me in the chat room this morning. Kenneth's with us. Hi, Kenneth up in Pennsylvania. Hot Air Tom is here. New Hot Air Tom would be as soon as I let him know. I'm going to be talking about Norwegian today. Carol's with us. Sonny's here. Lizzie's with us. Hi, Lizzie. Sure missed Lizzie yesterday. Some of you know that I did a, did a Cruises for Solo show yesterday afternoon, which was unbelievably um, busy. Lots of people. Lots of questions. Uh, really, really went, went well. So uh, anyway, the uh, Lizzie was at a party and didn't make the show yesterday. So I missed Lizzie a bunch. Uh, Gretchen's with us. Hi, Gretchen. Sure enjoyed uh, uh, so so called meeting your your sister for her ninetieth birthday up there in New Hampshire. Need to get your sister on a cruise with me. You know, my last date on a cruise ship was with a, a, a 90, I think she was 90, 96 year old. So, I mean, your sister's a young chick. She's just 90. I'd be happy to take her out and, and buy cocktails. Anyway. Tell your sister, I said, hey, Gretchen. Elmaine says, I heard you on the daily. I just wanted to say hi. Hi and welcome aboard. It's so nice for you to, to have you guys popping in. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, you'll find that everybody here is going to say hello to, I'm sure. Gretchen says, you are inspiring. Thank you, Gretchen. Lizzie says you inspire so many people. That boat looking nice. Thank you, Elmaine. Elmaine, that is the ship I was on a month ago for 14 days. Nikki's with us. Hi, Nikki. Riley Creative Travel. I haven't seen you for a while. I think Royal will be next. Carnival around October 1st. Uh, after they see how NCL goes, I, I I think you're right on that. Um, and again, I am just not sure 
how I feel about that. My apologies, folks, for the sex bomber. I just uh, deleted him. Jason must not be with us today. He normally does that for me. You know, I, I'm looking forward to the, my next two cruises, so I see how I feel about it. If it does, if it changes my feeling on a cruise, I, I hope it doesn't. Um, but then I've never had any issues with uh, with coming down with COVID on on a ship, and I've only had a couple issues where I was uncomfortable. And those those couple of times were with, you know, large amounts of kids that I knew weren't vaccinated. And that it like crammed in an elevator, let's say. And, yeah, I was a little uncomfortable at, at that. But that's that's the only times that I was uncomfortable on the 11 cruises that I've done, 11 or 12, whatever it is. Um, Gretchen says, is that nutso? That's jealous of Chili. What's his name? What the, uh, the porn, the porn hopper. Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I went in and deleted, which I can do from my end. I blocked naked nut nutso. Okay. Naked nutso. I didn't even look to see the name. I just saw all the things that I know that that's the porn guy. Uh Gretchen says while driving through Vermont, we were stopped for road paving by a brewery. Drink beer naked was the name. Tried to get a pick. Drink beer naked. Wow. <laughs> that's a cool brewery. Sonny says, the liftoff would have been great to see. Nice picture. Yeah, I thought so too, Sonny. Those Vermonters are a hoot. I, I like that one. Glad we drove. Um, <laughs> okay. That's going to wrap it up for me, folks. For today. Again, if you're new to this channel, because I know there's a lot of you out there uh, that have been been checking me out, uh, we certainly appreciate you being here. As always, folks, we appreciate the thumbs up. That helps the channel out. If you haven't subscribed, and like I said, the last time I checked, we picked up 226 new subscribers uh, this weekend, which is just phenomenal. That's fantastic. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please consider doing so. It doesn't cost you anything. The bell notification will let you know when I go live or when a, a new video is up. Um, on the cruises coming up, I'll be doing live streams uh, probably often uh, as well as videos. So you want to stay up for that as we investigate a Norwegian ship and another Royal Caribbean ship. So. At any rate, thanks for being here, folks. And I will see everybody back here tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for another edition of Travel and Cruise Industry News. For today, this is the old fat travel guy. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. This is the old fat travel guy. Have a fabulous day.
I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises.